just reminding you. We have t-shirts in the shop. Just go to pgttcm.com. Check out all of our cool t-shirts and stickers. Heck, we even got some shelf curtains in there. Keep clean. Look cool. Have cool stickers to put on stuff. Join us on Patreon and get a free sticker. Or don't. It's up to you. spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Hear your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classics and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher, or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodson. Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Classic Monsters, Modern Talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio. This episode is brought to you by California Tea House. California Tea House is a family-owned tea store where you can find some of the world's best loose-leaf tea and organic herbal tea blends. Like a fine wine, there is no comparison between fine loose-leaf and common broken-leaf tea bags. So, yeah, no, check them out. Check them out. They have quite a bit of pretty awesome tea collections. I'm a huge fan of their white teas. Uh, They have a tea club that you can join, but, you know, they've got green tea, black tea, white tea, oolong, that uh, robios and herbal tea. They've also got teaware. So check out California Tea House in the show notes. Hey everyone, it's me, DB. New sponsor on the show, Clary. Clary offers a great price and better quality goods and services for music lovers. Are you looking for good prices, free shipping, 100% quality guarantee? Clary's got you covered. Guitars, bass guitars, mandolins, they've got saxophones, trumpets, drums, they've got guitar cases, amplifiers, all the stuff that you need without having to break the bank. Inexpensive doesn't have to mean cheap. Check out the show notes to find more about Glary. 20 watt amplifiers for under $50. Hard cases for your electric guitar for under 80. Guitars themselves for under $90. Come on folks, check out the show notes. Get a Glary. You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Once again, we walk down the lightless stone staircase in the middle of nowhere. You're listening to KZOM. Hey everyone, welcome back to 
People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. It's one of our reading episodes, and this episode we will be going through, let's see, it's the Renkitink, Rintinkatink, oh, you know, our reader does it way better than I do, Rintinkatink in Oz. So yeah, this is, what, the 7th, 8th, 12th book in the Oz series? It's getting in there, we're getting in there, yeah. And I'm going to chop this up into 12 parts, so there's going to be two two chapters each, each, each episode. So, hey, we've got that for the month of October, and maybe I'll throw in some ghost stories at the end of the month. Don't hold me to any of that, because I'm not 100% sure how October is going to go. And if you are lucky enough, at the very beginning of October, H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival, and there is also going to be a second H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival that's going to be less in person and more of a streaming thing. Check us out on there. Dave's got some stuff going on on that. I'm going to have some stuff going on on that. And also, I'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, Taza Chocolate, Stone Ground Chocolate. And you know what? This is super minimally processed. If you're like me and you have a bunch of food allergies, you can't do dairy, they have dairy-free chocolates. They, they, they use dairy alternatives, uh, minimally processed, of course, organic. I love them. You love them. Taza Chocolates, they, they come in those discs that you can break up and put into hot beverages and stir up. Ooh, I love it so much. Anyway, Oz. So why not, I don't know, sit down with a nice warm beverage. We've got the tea that you can get. We've got the coffee you can get. I don't know, maybe microwave some psychedelic water, baby. All right, here's some Oz. Let's get weird. Chapter 11 Zella goes to Corrigos. The forest in which Nicobob lived with his wife and daughter stood between the mountains and the city of Regos, and a well-beaten path wound among the trees leading from the city to the mines. This path was used by the king's messengers, and captured prisoners were also sent by this way from Regos to work in the underground caverns. Nicobob had built his cabin more than a mile away from this path, that he might not be molested by the wild and lawless soldiers of King Goss. But the family of the charcoal burner was surrounded by many creatures scarcely less dangerous to encounter, and often in the night they could hear savage animals growling and prowling about the cabin. Because Nicobob minded his own business and never hunted the wild creatures to injure them, the beasts had come to regard him as one of the natural dwellers in the forest, and did not molest him or his family. Still, Zella and her mother seldom wandered far from home, except on such errands as carrying honey to Corrigos, and at these times Nicobob cautioned them to be very careful. So when Zella set out on her journey to Queen Cor with the two pails of honey in her hands, she was undertaking a dangerous adventure, and there was no certainty that she would return safely to her loving parents. But they were poor, and Queen Cor's money, which they expected to receive for the honey, would enable them to purchase many things that were needed. So it was deemed best that Zella should go. She was a brave little girl, and poor people are often obliged to take chances that rich ones are spared. A passing woodchopper, 
had brought news to Nicobob's cabin that Queen Cor had made a prisoner of the conquering Prince of Pingaree, and that Goss and his warriors were again back in their city of Regos. But these struggles and conquests were matters which, however interesting, did not concern the poor charcoal burner or his family. They were more anxious over the report that the warriors had become more reckless than ever before, and delighted in annoying all the common people. So Zella was told to keep away from the beaten path as much as possible, that she might not encounter any of the king's soldiers. "'When it is necessary to choose between the warriors and the wild beasts,' said Nicobob, "'the beasts will be found the more merciful.' The little girl had put on her best attire for the journey, and her mother threw a blue silk shawl over her head and shoulders. Upon her feet were the pretty red shoes her father had brought her from Regos. Thus prepared, she kissed her parents goodbye, and started out with a light heart, carrying the pails of honey in either hand. It was necessary for Azella to cross the path that led from the mines to the city, but once on the other side she was not likely to meet with anyone, for she had resolved to cut through the forest and so reach the bridge of boats without entering the city of Regos, where she might be interrupted. For an hour or two she found the walking easy enough, but then the forest, which in this part was unknown to her, became badly tangled. The trees were thicker and creeping vines intertwined between them. She had to turn this way and that to get through it all, and finally she came to a place where a network of vines and branches effectually barred her further progress. Zella was dismayed at first when she encountered this obstacle, but setting down her pails, she made an endeavor to push the branches aside. At her touch they parted as if by magic, breaking asunder like dried twigs, and she found she could pass freely. At another place a great log had fallen across her way, but the little girl lifted it easily and cast it aside, although six ordinary men could scarcely have moved it. The child was somewhat worried at this evidence of a strength she had heretofore been ignorant that she possessed. In order to satisfy herself that it was no delusion, she tested her new-found power in many ways, finding that nothing was too big or too heavy for her to lift. And, naturally enough, the girl gained courage from these experiments and became confident that she could protect herself in any emergency. When, presently, a wild boar ran toward her, grunting horribly and threatening her with its great tusks, she did not climb a tree to escape, as she had always done before on meeting such creatures, but stood still and faced the boar. When it had come quite close, and Zella saw that it could not injure her, a fact that astonished both the beast and the girl, she suddenly reached down, and seizing it by one ear, threw the great beast far off amongst the trees, where it fell headlong to the earth, grunting louder than ever with surprise and fear. The girl laughed merrily at this incident, and, picking up her pails, resumed her journey through the forest. It is not recorded whether the wild boar told his adventure to the other beasts, 
or they had happened to witness his defeat, but certain it is that Zella was not again molested. A brown bear watched her pass without making any movement in her direction, and a great puma, a beast much dreaded by all men, crept out of her path as she approached and disappeared among the trees. Thus everything favored the girl's journey, and she made such good speed that by noon she emerged from the forest's edge and found she was quite near the bridge of boats that led to Corrigos. This she crossed safely, and without meeting any of the rude warriors she so greatly feared, and five minutes later the daughter of the charcoal-burner was seeking admittance at the back door of Queen Kor's palace. End of chapter 11 Hi, I'm Rob Whiten from the Innsmouth Book Club. Join me and my fellow guide, John Chadwick, as we take you on a fortnightly tour of Innsmouth. We visit places such as the Picture House, the Library and Innsmouth Museum to discuss all aspects of weird fiction, whether it be book, film, music, TV or art. As well as that, we stop over at the Gilman House to have a chat with a resident guest. That includes authors, artists, musicians, in fact, Lovecraftian creatives of all types. You can find our free shows on Patreon, and there you can also sign up as a patron, which brings you bonus content, plus a monthly PDF copy of Innsmouth News, which features articles, author spotlights, all the latest news and reviews, and more. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash InsmouthBC. We hope to see you soon, because remember, Innsmouth isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. This month's bandwidth is brought to you by Psychedelic Water. Legal psychedelics suspended in green tea and then put inside of a can for you. Psychedelic water. Who needs a Tillinghast resonator when you've got psychedelic water? Are you a curvy girl? Do you know a curvy girl? You love a curvy girl. Check out the show links for curvy girl. Plus size clothing for plus size women. Though Clary, fine, fine student instruments, beginner's instruments. If you want to modify a guitar, check out Glary. If you want to get into guitars, if you love guitars, Things from another world. It's a store that has art. It has toys. It has comics, graphic novels. It is the place if you like that kind of stuff. Dave and I have talked about it in the show before. They were ever a sponsor. Dave likes to check out their stuff. I like to check out their stuff. They're pretty cool. Toys, art, graphic design. Not graphic design, graphic novels. For you, things from another world. Check out the show notes. Uh, check out the links on, on our website, PGPTCM. We've got specific stuff there to let you know what they've got going on for specials. Anyway, thank you again so much. Did you know that there is a THC derivative that's legal called Delta 8? Not to be confused with the Delta variant, but Delta 8, yeah. 
uh, you can get it in chewable form, and it's sold at uh, what, what, what's what's Golden Goat CBD, one of our sponsors? Yeah, you can get some Delta 8, and you can also pick up some CBD chewables gummies. They've got smokables for the Delta 8, and they've got all kinds of stuff for CBD, and they can help you out. Uh, check the show notes, Golden Goat. And while you're in the show notes, hey, do you know about Donner? Donner has so many amazing musical instruments from all kinds, mandolins, banjos. They've got drums. They've got amplifiers. They've got guitars. They've got all kinds of stuff, and they ship worldwide. Check out Donner. I think you're going to like it, and I think Donner's going to have a good deal for you. So I, I love their electric guitars. A lot of the music that I perform for the show is either on one brand or it's on a Donner. So check out Donner. And check out some savings. All right. Thank you once again for listening to People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. You can help show your support by going to the show notes and following any of the links that'll tell you how to support the show, how to support our guests. And thank you to all of our guests who you can find in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe. And remember, patrons get priority access to asking us questions, suggesting topics, even, I don't know, uh, submitting stuff. Actually, you don't have to be a patron to submit anything. That's how Dave got on the show, and that's how you can get on the show, too. It's the people's guide to the Cthulhu mythos. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Chapter 12, The Excitement of Bill Bill the Goat our story must now return to one of our characters whom we have been forced to neglect. The temper of Bill Bill the Goat was not sweet under any circumstances, and whenever he had a grievance he was inclined to be quite grumpy. So when his master settled down in the palace of King Goss for a quiet life with the boy prince, and passed his time in playing checkers and eating and otherwise enjoying himself, he had no use whatever for Bilbil, and shut the goat in an upstairs room to prevent his wandering through the city and quarreling with the citizens. But this Bilbil did not like at all. He became very cross and disagreeable at being left alone, and he did not speak nicely to the servants who came to bring him food. Therefore those people decided not to wait upon him any more resenting his conversation, and not liking to be scolded by a lean, scraggy goat, even though it belonged to a conqueror. The servants kept away from the room, and Bilbil grew more hungry and more angry every hour. He tried to eat the rugs and ornaments, but found them not at all nourishing. There was no grass to be had, unless he escaped from the palace. When Queen Carr came to capture Inga and Rinkitink, both the prisoners were so filled with despair at their own misfortune that they gave no thought whatever to the goat, who was left in his room. Nor did Bilbil know anything of the changed fortunes of his comrades until he heard shouts and boisterous laughter in the courtyard below. Looking out of a window, with the intention of rebuking those who dared thus to disturb him, Bilbil saw the courtyard quite filled with warriors, and knew from this that the palace had in some way again fallen into the hands of the enemy. Now, 
Although Bilbil was often exceedingly disagreeable to King Rinkitink, as well as to the prince, and sometimes used harsh words in addressing them, he was intelligent enough to know them to be his friends, and to know that King Goss and his people were his foes. In sudden anger, provoked by the sight of the warriors and the knowledge that he was in the power of the dangerous men of Regos, Bilbil butted his head against the door of his room and burst it open. Then he ran to the head of the staircase and saw King Goss coming up the stairs, followed by a long line of his chief captains and warriors. The goat lowered his head, trembling with rage and excitement, and just as the king reached the top stair, the animal dashed forward and butted his majesty so fiercely that the big and powerful king, who did not expect an attack, doubled up and tumbled backwards. His great weight knocked over the man just behind him, and he in turn struck the next warrior and upset him, so that in an instant the whole line of Bilbil's foes was tumbling heels overhead to the bottom of the stairs, where they piled up in a heap, struggling and shouting, and in the mix-up hitting one another with their fists, until every man of them was bruised and sore. Finally King Goss scrambled out of the heap, and rushed up the stairs again, very angry indeed. Bilbil was ready for him, and a second time butted the king down the stairs, but now the goat also lost his balance and followed the king, landing full upon the confused heap of soldiers. Then he kicked out so viciously with his heels that he soon freed himself and dashed out of the doorway of the palace. "'Stop him!' cried King Goss, running after. But the goat was now so wild and excited that it was not safe for anyone to stand in his way. None of the men were armed, and when one or two tried to head off the goat, Bilbil sent them sprawling upon the ground. Most of the warriors, however, were wise enough not to attempt to interfere with his flight. Coursing down the street, Bilbil found himself approaching the bridge of boats, and without pausing to think where it might lead him, he crossed over and proceeded on his way. A few moments later, a great stone building blocked his path. It was the palace of Queen Cor, and seeing the gates of the courtyard standing wide open, Bilbil rushed through them without slackening his speed. End of chapter 12 Show notes. Check them out. That's where you're going to find sponsors and guests and T-shirts and stickers and high-fives. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you later. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to the show. Music is by me, D.B. Spitzer, edited and produced by me, D.B. Spitzer. The interview portions are always edited and produced by David Heath. And, hey, you can find us wherever you find podcasts. So check out pgttcm.com. And if you don't want to check out the Patreon, if you don't want to do that and you want to help out the show, just go to sponsors or buy T-shirts or anything like that. Anything helps. Thank you again.